Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Matt Gaglio. I'm Mindong. 29 days until the college basketball season tips off. 29 days, man. I uh, still have a lot of conferences left to get going. So uh, just excited to be back for another episode. Um, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel, man, is uh, almost here. Uh, I like to say that a lot, but uh, it really is. College basketball uh, is right around the corner. So very excited for that. Uh, a little lay of an episode on a Sunday night. Uh, and I do apologize for my eye. I had a rugby game and uh, something happened in my eye. So as you can see, there's a little bit, a little bit of a little cut right there. But uh, regardless, uh, show must go on. So, uh, yeah, we're here for another episode. Tough guy, huh? I guess so. I, I really don't know what happened. So um, I don't know. I just, it just happened during the game. But, um, yeah. We call it a love mark by the other team, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, as you see, I'm back home. You can see by the background, the road to madness, everything. Uh, Obviously, post-Sunday night football game, what a game that was. Obviously, Justin Tucker is is cold-blooded time and time again. Fantasy, I'm, I'm one in four. It's, it's not looking too good. And uh, how about yourself? Obviously, you had a had a rivalry matchup with, with your boy. Uh, yes. Explain how that went. <laughs> yes. Uh, very, very – a lot closer than I anticipated. Um yeah, I was down by two with a minute left, and Lamar Jackson saved me. So, um, big win. Uh, I'm now three and two in a pretty good position. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with the results. It was close. wasn't what I wanted, but uh, a win is a win regardless, and um, wins don't come um, easy. So, um, yeah, very happy with that. But um, very happy to cover the Southland Conference today as well. Southland, man, like I talked about, I, I do apologize because I, I couldn't name some of the teams in the Southland last episode, but don't worry. I know what they all are, obviously. So, um, yeah, very excited to get to it. Obviously, a newer uh, Lions conference uh, relatively. And, um, yeah, just very excited to see who ends up winning this thing. As you know, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi won last year. Very big surprise. So, very excited to see what they could do once again. So, um, yeah, without further ado, uh, you want to do your play of the year? Yeah, my player of the year, like you just mentioned, a team from uh, from last year's champion, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Uh, I have their top returning player as my player of the year. That is Isaac Mochila, 13 points, nine and a half rebounds, one assist uh, last year. Um, yeah, he's a very undersized big man at 6'5". He's a very good player. I uh, showed it throughout the year last year uh, as his first year coming in from a JUCO school. And, yeah, I think he's he's going to play another huge role in this team. Definitely agree. Uh, he's definitely going to be one of the better players in this conference this year. Uh, a lot of guys did leave uh, this conference or graduated out. So, uh, very excited to see who ends up stepping up into big roles. And I do think that this guy right here, Latrell Jones from Nichols, uh, I have him as my player of the year. Absolute beast. Uh, he was the third option on Nichols last year. Uh, he averaged 12 points per game four rebounds, one assist, and one steal per game last year. Uh, he was on the third team, and, um, yeah, I mean, he's just an absolute beast. Uh, and he comes uh, in Nichols. Nichols State, it's technically Nichols State, but, I mean, we're just, we've only known it as Nichols, so we're just going to keep it with Nichols. But regardless, um, yeah, Latrell Jones, big shoes to fill this year for Nichols, so I'm very excited to see what he can do now as the number one option. Mm-hmm. And my dark horse, I have McNeese here as my dark horse. Uh, two starters, some bench return. Uh, obviously, last year they didn't have the year. They always bring in a couple of good uh, transfers every year, 
and they do bring in it once again this year. Uh, so I think McNeese is a dark horse every year. <laughs> yeah, it certainly seems like they bring in um, a transfer every single year, and it definitely helps. Uh, McNeese didn't do the best last year. Um, I believe they finished – yeah, they finished seventh in this conference last year. So um, they did win their first round game, though, um, and then they lost to New Orleans in that quarterfinal game. Pretty close game, though. But, uh, yeah, McNeese definitely dark horse, like you talked about. My dark horse is Incarnate Word. Uh, they were actually the last place team last year. And Incarnate Word, man, interesting story. As they do return three stars and some bench. Yet to see success just yet in the newly aligned Southland. Uh, their point differential was not, not too good at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think they got a good team this year, though. Josh Morgan's back. Uh, definitely a first-team candidate, uh, as well as Charlie Yoder who is finally healthy, which is huge. So um, I'm very interested to see what Incarnate Work can do with uh, their new pieces, healthy pieces, and uh, when they're finally healthy and see what kind of firepower they can bring. Because uh, last year, definitely don't want to go back there. They want to elevate and go a little bit higher in these rankings. Mm-hmm. And we'll go to the main ranking starting at number 10. We have a new team coming to Division One, That is Texas A&M Commerce. Uh, have them at number 10 looking from last year's roster, this year's roster. They only have a couple names that are returning. Unfortunately, I cannot find much intel on these names, so I'm going to put them at 10. Yeah, um, kind of hard finding some of these uh, names, but yeah, AM Commerce, I'm putting them here at 10 as well. Just one starter returns. Welcome to D1. Uh, I think it'll be a rocky start for them. Still trying to find the right pieces here. Uh, could see some upsets here and there for this team, but uh, overall, uh, going to be a rebuild year, kind of assess where they are and see what they can do in D1. Mm-hmm. At number nine, I have Houston Christian, formerly known as Houston Baptist here. They do bring in um, most of the team back, obviously. Unfortunately, uh, their best player, who was supposed to return Darius Lee, did uh, tragically pass away due to a shooting over the offseason. Uh, so, obviously, rest in peace to him. Uh, the rest of the team, they're not too bad. I just have them at number nine. Yeah, very tragic. Uh, rest in peace to him. Prayers up to his family as well. Uh, he's an absolute baller at Houston Christian. So, uh, yeah, very sad uh, story there. But uh, they're going to play for him this year. That's going to be their big goal. So I'm excited to see how they can bounce back and uh, definitely honor a season for him. Because, uh, yeah, when they honor a season for someone, um, usually that's going to spark a fire in that team. So I'm excited to see what that can do for that Houston Christian team. My number nine team is Lamar. Uh, just one starter and some bench returns for Lamar. Um, they were not in this conference last year. Um, they were in the SWAC or WAC. What were they in last year? They weren't here last year. They've always they been were? the same. Lamar was here last year? Yeah. Oh, they're not in the rankings. I don't know where that – I don't know. They might have been in uh... – oh, no. They were, they were in the – Ohio. They're in the, they're in the whack. They played Cal Baptist. Wait, what? I'm so confused. Um, yeah, they, wow. were in the, they were in the whack last year. Yeah, I was right. Okay. They went to the Southland and then the whack for one year. And now they're back. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, yeah, I mean, I was like, I thought this team's been in the Southland before. So, yeah. So, they went to the whack. now back in the Southland. So, um, yeah, I don't know why that was the case. But uh, just one starter and some bench returns for Lamar. Uh, down season for Lamar. Um, I don't think they won a single game in the WAC. Um, yeah, they didn't win a single game in the WAC last year, unfortunately. But uh, coming back to the uh, Southland, 
Lamar has definitely seen some good years in the Southland uh, years prior. Uh, I remember Lamar was one of the top teams uh, in the Southland not too, too long ago. So, um, unfortunately, just one starter returns. Lots of injuries derailed them last year, and I think it's just another year for the drawing boards, unfortunately, here for Lamar. So, I have them here at nine. Yeah, I have at number eight, Southeastern Louisiana. Had a very good season last year, obviously. Uh, this program doesn't usually have that type of seasons. Uh, but now they lose their top four options. They have one starter just remaining left and a good amount of transfers coming in. But I have them at number eight. I don't see them repeating that success once again. Very fair. They do lose a lot. Um, interested to see what they can do. Uh, number eight, I do have Houston Christian here. Three stars into bench returns. Um, still a good amount of experience coming back. Uh, Bryson Long uh, will be the new guy to look out for for this Houston Christian team. Uh, but looking at them and what happened last year, they can limit turnovers and uh, play a little better on defense. I do think this Houston Christian team could be dangerous down the stretch of things. Uh, they finished fifth in the conference last year, lost their first game to the eventual champions in the quarterfinals, ANMCC. But, um, yeah, man, I think they still got a very good team. So uh, definitely under the radar team to watch out for. Mm -hmm. Number six, oh, number seven, sorry. I have Lamar here. Uh, obviously, they lose a lot as well, and it's very weird that they just played in the WAC for one year, and now they're back in the Southland where they just left two years ago. But, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, had a very disappointing season last year and had a solid team as well. Obviously, the leading scorer from last year, Jordan Adams, who you may know uh, from two years ago as the Ohio Valley Freshman of the Year. Uh, he's gone as well. To, he left early. And Lamar, I don't see them having much success. Uh, they have an all right team, though. Definitely agree. Number seven, I do have Sela here, uh, Southeastern Louisiana. We call him Sela. Uh, just want to start into bench returns with this team. Uh, it was a very good season last year for the Sela team. They actually made it to the championship game and they lost uh, to ANMCC, but uh, they did very good last year. Uh, a lot of key pieces did leave this program, though. Um, so, yeah, only one starter returns into bench. A uh, good amount of transfers are coming in, though, so I'm interested to see how that can all gel together there at CELA. But uh, regardless, uh, this team's very good coaching staff, a uh, very well-put-together team. So we'll see if they can turn things around despite losing four starters. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But for now, I think they're going to be at seven. Mm -hmm. Number six, I have your dark horse, Incarnate Word. here. three stars and a lot of bench return, uh, but they haven't seen much success as a program in general and recently. Uh, Josh Morgan, he he returns. He's going to be 100% all-conference player. I think he's a very good player, and uh, I'm excited to see this team. I hope they have a lot of successes here because they, they typically don't. Definitely agree. Number six, I have Northwestern State here. Um, funny enough, uh, we, we made some – you made some bad remarks about Northwestern State in the past <laughs> uh, in terms of playing Gonzaga. They, they proved you wrong, so shout out Northwestern State. Regardless, just one starter. <laughs> I had to bring it up. Uh, just one starter and some bench players return. Uh, big story here was uh, the sensational Hansel Emanuel that's coming to this team. Uh, I think his story is just amazing. Uh, if you, for those of you who do not know, uh, he's a basketball player. He only has one arm. So um, I, I don't remember the exact. I think he was born. Was he born with it? Or do you know? Or I don't know. I think he, I think had, he, a, I think he had a condition that forced him to. Amputated. amputated okay so, 
Yeah, but regardless, um, very sensational story. Um, he had a lot of high offers. Well, he had a lot of D1 offers. Memphis was actually one of his offers, and I was surprised he did not choose Memphis. He decided to come here to Northwestern State, which was huge. But uh, regardless of him, two starters, uh, excuse me, two transfers are coming in. Jamonta Black from Missouri State and Jordan Wilmore from LSU. Two big guys here. Uh, I do like the makeup of Northwestern State. But, um, for now, I'm just going to put him in the middle of the pack at six uh, with the potential to rise. Yeah, definitely agree with you. I have them at five. Uh, like you mentioned, one starter, some bench return. And they do lose their coach. I forget his name. He had, he did have a legendary career there. I think coached over 20-plus years. Uh, let me check his name. I got you. You can give me all right. Yeah, obviously, um, the two transfers you just mentioned, Jamonte Black, he was a three-year starter at Missouri State, and Jordan Wilmore, obviously, LSU, uh, originally Mizzou commit as well. Uh, this this new coaching staff did actually come from Missouri State, so they have a couple of Missouri State transfers coming in, and they have a lot of ties to Missouri, as you can tell, uh, with Jordan Wilmore as well. I'm excited for this team. I think, I think, uh, I think they'll be all right this year. Yeah, the coach's name, Mike McConaughey. Mm -hmm. uh, 23 seasons at Northwestern State, 682 victories. Um, well, in his total, he also coached at uh, some community college. But, um, yeah, that's very impressive. So, shout out to him. Uh, the new coach is Corey Gibson. Uh, don't know too much about him. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, regardless, number five, I do my dark horse incarnate word here. I already talked about it a lot, but uh, very excited to see what they can do um, now. I mean, this is their year, and they're going to make the jump this year. So I, I hope because uh, they definitely do for a, a big-time season. I think this is going to be the one. Josh Morgan, go-to option, healthy Charlie Yoder. Dynamic of this team is a little different, but uh, I think they can pack a punch this year in the Southland. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. Uh, dark Horse at five. Mm -hmm. And number four, my Dark Horse, McNeese here, obviously – Two stars, some bench, like I mentioned. Those two stars are very good. They 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 were very good down the stretch of the season. And obviously, this is a program that probably is the best, has a, like the easiest recruiting, recruiting class or e easily the best transfer recruiting class uh, probably in this conference every year. And unfortunately, they always uh, fall, fall below expectations. Definitely agree. McNeese is here for me as well. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they can do, man. Uh, Zach Scott is a big guy coming back. And another guy coming back, uh, Christian Shoemate. Um, he he started uh, down the stretch of the season, and uh, he ended up being very good. I think he led the team in points per game, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what McNeese can do. He talked about the transfers. Uh, going to be vital this year. McNeese always knows how to compete, and uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different-looking team, but I still think they compete in a very big way. Uh, and that's why they've – Seen some success uh, last year. wasn't the best of years in terms of success, but I think they'll bounce back and find their way this year. Mm -hmm. At number three, I have New Orleans here. Uh, three starters, some bench return. Extremely successful season for New Orleans. This is probably one of the more successful programs uh, every year. Fortunately, their top two options were probably one of the most high-scoring duo uh, in the league and in the country, so they're going to need some some uh, some scoring to fill that out. But um, I like this team a lot. Obviously, they, they found ways to be successful every year for a reason, and I think they're still a top three team heading into this year. Definitely agree. Uh, I do have New Orleans here as well. Very different-looking team, man. Uh, you talked about those two guys that they lost. 
Uh, Derek St. Hilaire and Troy Green are those two guys. Uh, combined, they averaged about 37 points per game, which is a uh, big shoes that need to be filled in New Orleans. Uh, regardless, three stars and some of the bench do return, which is a huge plus. Uh, intriguing transfer as well. Uh, Jordan Johnson coming in from Denver. Uh, I believe he was at Denver, went to Juco, and now back um, at New Orleans. So very excited to see what he can do and fill his role nicely. But uh, I still think New Orleans is a very good team. Fell a little bit short last year of expectations, losing in that semifinal game to Southeastern Louisiana. But, um, yeah, New Orleans is good. I mean, they're the two seed. Uh, they know how to score the ball very well. And uh, it'll be different to see uh, what they can do without St. Hilaire and Green. But uh, I think they'll find their way as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, sorry. Uh, I have Nichols State here, obviously. One of the more successful teams as well. Unfortunately, they do lose their top two scores, Ty Gordon, Devontae Carter. And looking on my computer, they do not have a, a roster yet. Do you, do you see a roster? Or is it, am I just nope. Had to, had, to, had to go through Twitter to find some of these uh, news out. But, um, yeah, but the big news, team. obviously, I see Latrell Jones on their roster, who is a very big get. And I know that Josh LeBlanc uh, from UAB is uh, – he, he committed there as well. I believe he's there. Uh, I think Josh LeBronc will be the defensive player of the year in this conference. He was a very good defender at UAB. Uh, and I, I think he deserved a lot more run. Obviously, 20, 20 minutes a game. I thought he, he, he deserved 30-plus, in my opinion. He's, he's that good of a defender. He's a he's a great defender. And I think he's going to be uh, key to Nichols' success. This is a team that I saw, I remember last year, uh, go with Purdue. Uh, toe-to-toe in the first half before Purdue kind of just pulled away. That, that's the only that's the only time I watched Nichols basketball, I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I haven't personally haven't watched much either. I know they played um, SMU and um, was either the CBI. I don't, I don't remember which tournament it was, but uh, they lost. They only lost by 10 to SMU. It was a pretty good team. It was the NIT. It was NIT, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, won, they won the regular season, uh, obviously did not win the – conference championship or conference tournament, sorry. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's why they're in the NIT. But, uh, yeah, they held their own that game, so shout out to them. I do have Nicholas here as well at number two. Uh, you talk about the guys that they lost, the Ty Gordon gone, Devontae Carter gone, two huge pieces that they lose. Ty Gordon was the player of the year in this conference last year. Huge loss. And Devontae Carter, man, he's a special player, and uh, that's two huge losses right off the bat. But Latrell Jones is back, uh, and Josh LeBlanc, huge. Joshua Blanc coming in is huge for this Nichols team. And uh, I think that's what's going to keep them afloat. And um, I'm going to put them at two, but if, if we're being honest, I think Nichols has a very good chance per usual to win this Southland every year. So uh, it's, it's a close one and two. Uh, personally speaking, I do think A&M Corpus Christi and Nichols just stretch out a little bit more uh, than the rest of this uh, conference personally. But uh, I think it's still anyone's conference. Mm-hmm. And I think number one is a unanimous decision like you just spoiled. I think it's a, it's a pretty easy decision in my opinion. Yeah, it is Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Four starters and looks like most of the bench or if not all of the bench uh, return here. And uh, it, was a, it was a very it was a very successful season for them. I think it was the first tournament ever, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they, they lost the playing game to Texas Southern. I re, I did remember watching that game. Yep. And Texas A&M, uh, CC, they're a very good team. I think they're going to be even better this year. Obviously led by my player of the year, Isaac Buchella. They have Travion Tennyson, 
and uh, Jalen Jackson, who's probably a, their best defender. He, he's a, a crazy good defender. He transferred from North Texas. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for this team. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for, for the Southland this year. I think the top three could, uh, could make a run for it. Yeah, I definitely agree. And uh, looking at A&M Corpus Christi, I, I don't believe that they have won a championship before. Um, they, they've got – oh, they have, actually. Um, 2006, 2007 season was the last time that they made it to the uh, March Madness tournament. Uh, they lost to Wisconsin in that game. Um, so, shout out, Wisconsin. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just love that. But shout out, uh, yeah, Corpus Christi, man. Uh, really good team last year, essentially running it back. I mean, they do lose one starter, but uh, essentially everyone's back for this team. So, um, I'm very intrigued to see what they can do uh, and try to get a repeat. Uh, repeats are hard to come by um, and anywhere, honestly. I mean, I, I just watched – I rewatched the last dance recently, and uh, – just, just seeing that three peats twice, it's, it's, it's crazy and uh, very hard to do. So um, Corpus Christi has a chance to repeat. It's gonna be hard, but uh, they got a really good team, uh, as you know. Isaac Mushella, who is your Player of the Year, uh, Travion Tennyson, and Terion Murdix. Uh, Murdix is the key X factor, I think, for this season. Uh, if he can get things going, um, he's a he's a very good defender. If he can get things going uh, on the offensive side of the ball, I do think Corpus uh, Corpus Christi, excuse me. Uh, has a good chance to go back to back. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. Mm -hmm. And in terms of seeding, uh, unfortunately, I see nothing but a 16 seed and probably another first four game for this conference coming out of this conference. Um, obviously, Stephen F. Austin is out of the conference. A lot of teams are out of this conference of that are uh, probably better than a 16 seed. But looking at these teams, it's probably a 16 seed. Maybe Texas and MCC if they they do have like a shocker of a win in their non-conference will will be up bumped up to a 15 seed. Maybe Nichols too, but looking at the looking at the teams here, all I see is it's it's screaming 16 seed. Yeah, I I would definitely agree. And uh, just looking back on what this conference had, it's it's kind of crazy what they had, and uh, yeah, this was. Well, this is – I'm looking at the 2021 season – or last year. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, Nichols, Nichols won it that last year as well. And um, as you know, uh, famously, who, who, who made it out of this conference in that year? Oh, it was Abilene Christian. Uh, of course it was. Oh, um, yeah. Abilene Christian's in here. Stephen Horns F. Austin was down. in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Horns yeah. down. But listen, listen. This, this <laughs> conference lost a lot of teams in that black transition. Abilene Christian's gone. Stephen F. Austin's gone. Sam Houston State's gone. Um, Lamar was gone, but now they're back. Um, Central Arkansas also gone, and I believe that was it. But uh, that's a lot of pretty good teams. And uh, if they were all still here, as you know, uh, Southland has had higher seeds. And uh, what was Abilene Christian, a uh, 14 seed, I think? Right? Yeah. Right? 14 seed, yeah. And who they beat? I know who they beat. Um, who, who but, yeah. they, would you tell us who they beat? No, I'm not going to. Um, but <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I do, I do think they are a 16 seed this year, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, just losing all of them and only being now a 10-team school or 10-team conference, excuse me, uh, I think it will be a 16 seed. But uh, hey, you've seen crazy things happen with 16 seeds in history, so um, never count them out. Yeah, never count them out. 
Um, obviously, UMBC is is the only 16 seed still to beat a one seed. Am I anticipating another one this year? You'll find out in March. <laughs> Probably not, but I mean, I've, you've done crazier things with your brackets, so we'll see. But um, yeah, trivia question before we do wrap this thing up today. Um, hmm, I got one. Who was the coach of the year? Because uh, I was very surprised with who the coach of the year was. And um, I know it's kind of hard, but uh, because like, no, 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 no offense to the Southland, but we don't really watch too many of the Southland games. They're, they're really hard to actually like find. You probably have to go on ESPN Plus uh, to find some of those games because not many of them are televised. But um, yeah, I'll do who was the coach of the year for the trivia question. Pretty interesting decision, but uh, definitely rightfully so after. Well, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, it's, it's not who you expect it to be. Um, yeah. Any, uh, any more things from you before I uh, wipe them off the board? Or cross them off, I should say. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, conference fifteen. Well, no, this is a conference. It's the conference seventeen, eighteen. Just regardless. Out. What? Eighteen. Okay, I was right. The third conference eighteen now in the books. Southland is out. SWAC is up next. Very excited to see what the SWAC has in store this upcoming season. Um, who won it last year? Texas? No. Texas Southern. Yeah, okay. I was right. Texas Southern. Yeah. It, 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 I, haven't, I haven't, like, mentioned these, these, these teams have been long hidden in my brain, so I haven't really covered them. Now. What are you – what a facial expression are you making right now? I'm so Southern. Oh, okay. I'm so confused. What? what? What are you You're looking at me all stunned because I forgot Texas Southern won it last year. But regardless, um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what the SWAC has. But for the Southland man, uh, it should be a very good conference tournament as it usually is. But uh, unfortunately, 16 seed probably. But uh, hey, I'm excited to see who comes out alive because uh, the four seed won it last year. Uh, we could see crazy things happen even this year in the Southland. So um, yeah, I think that is all we got for today's episode. Uh, 29 days left, man. That's not a lot of time. That's less than a month now. So uh, time's ticking. Calendars are uh, slowly getting shorter till that day, November 7th. So um, can't wait. And uh, I think that is all I got for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, as always. And it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs>